I'm Stacy. Hey, I'm Steph. Welcome to Harnessing Your Power, where we discuss everyday topics to break through the stigma and harness our power through self-mastery. Tune in every Tuesday to join us in conversation as we dig deep into our minds and get closer and closer to our highest self. Hello, how are you feeling today? I am doing amazing. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Every time we say that now, I just think of that one time. So we will actually be discussing what you suggested, Amber, and that is um, to discuss just overcoming challenges or obstacles. um, Because as Amber said, everyone faces challenges in life. And it's definitely something we're talking about. And as Steph and I were prepping for this live, we realized that it actually goes really deep. Um, and there are many different ways to look at obstacles and challenges because it can mean a lot of different things. Um, so that being said, this will be kind of just scratching the surface on what there is to talk about with this. Um, and honestly, it might be something that I want to talk about again because it's just so necessary (laughs) yes um but when we were thinking about that um and we kind of had all of these thoughts and all these different like main points to bring up um I realized that it really comes down to two big buckets and that is challenges that we have control over and challenges that we really don't have control over the challenge itself and how we can go about navigating those two different things. Um, For me personally, the first thing I thought about was more so challenges that we don't have control over. Um, You might have heard me talk about this in a previous live, but one of the um, things that's always prevalent on my mind that happened recently in the scheme of my life is my grandpa passing away. So when I was thinking about overcoming a challenge, that was the first thing I thought about. And that's really interesting because it's something I I don't have control over. I don't have any control over what happened, but where I can really step into healing through that and growing is realizing that in some way I do have control. Um, And Steph actually was the one who was kind of making me realize that. So what were you saying about that, Steph? Um, so I feel like even the things that we feel, sorry guys, if you hear like loud background noise, I had to come to Starbucks to get some Wi-Fi. But um, I feel like when we talk about things that we don't have control over, do we really have control over the way we react to things or the way we respond to things? So clearly easier said done because when we're talking about a death in the family or something along those lines that we really can't control obviously that's something that's going to affect us very strongly however can we instead of being sitting in the emotion can we find the ways to grow out of that so something that I think I realized when talking to you Stacy, was the first time that we talked about that obstacle that you were overcoming the first time that we were talking about that it was a lot different than the last time that we talked about it because you've grown through it and you found different ways to get past that and be able to take control of your emotions and again easier said than done because I don't want anybody that might be going through something along those lines be like oh well you know I can't just control it but can we look for the resources to get past that or speak to somebody, whether it be a friend or look for help in a different way, look for a therapist or look for something different. Can you seek the way to get out of that versus just sitting in the sadness? Because while it's something you can't control at the same time, it's something you can't control and it's something that won't be changed. Um, yeah. So that was kind of on that. Like, do you like, yes, you're always going to miss that person. Um, but how can we move out of that feeling? Um, and really, cause I mean, in reality, do you want to, how would, how would your grandpa want you to live your life? Exactly. And- 
can't we can't things. change things out of your control, but we can change the re- way we react or let it affect us. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of like what you had said to me, like, are you reacting to it or responding to it? And the difference between those two things and how you could even change that. Um, Katie said more emotionally intelligent people will be better at problem solving and proper decision making in tough times. Exactly. And that, and I, that's also where seeking for the right things comes into play because can we seek how to become more emotionally intelligent? Mm, exactly. And even while you're dealing with something, because I'm going to be honest, um, I did not maybe handle that situation the most healthy way at first. And this is even before... Um, Steph, you and I really started talking a lot when it had first, um, when he first passed, but for some of the people who are close to me, who know me, like I was just doing whatever I could to really like numb out from smoking to drinking, to not working on stuff, to watching TV. Like I really don't like TV and I was watching so much TV. I was just doing anything to not think about it. And then it took me going through that and feeling really, really bad and realizing that I wasn't just feeling sad for missing him and for the grief, but I was feeling like overall really bad about myself and my life. And fortunately having that awareness with myself to step back and to realize, okay, a lot of times also we just have to accept that something's happened. It happened. My grandpa passed away. That's what it is. You know, depending on your belief, maybe you'll see the person in another life or wherever else, but just accepting that that's what's happening right now and then realizing that there is a better way to grow through it. Um, And I think practicing that more in situations where we do have full control, like Katie said, really makes that easier for in those moments when we don't. Because if we're seeking Mm. to numb out when it's something that's our full responsibility, how are we even going to be able to manage something that happens externally? Mm. <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't kind of touch on this before, but how do you feel like you handle problems that are in your control differently from problems that are out of your control? Oh. Thank you. Thank you for that, Katie. That is definitely something I'm also learning about grief specifically, which is a very deep topic all in itself. That definitely does not follow other things. So thank you. Um, Okay, how I handle something. Sorry, can you ask it again? (laughs) How do you think you handle obstacles or just things that are thrown your way um, differently from things that you can't control so we talked about like the two different buckets how do you feel like it differs when you do have control or even when you realize when you have that awareness like oh I am in control I got this Mm. um for me then it really instantly comes down to okay what am I going to do about it and it definitely hasn't always been this way (laughs) um I've done a lot of growth and it also has a lot to do with the people that I'm around and the people I talk to all the time because, you know, a lot of people that we are in business with are very much go-getters and it's always just moving forward. So now it's really seeing, I guess, seeing each obstacle as an opportunity. And instead of having that initial fear of what's going to happen in the future and instead of catastrophizing, which is something I just learned from a podcast, which is where your mind starts to think of all the possible negative solutions that could happen. So sometimes that happens where we don't even just think of like, oh, what if I fail? It's like, oh, what if I fail and this goes wrong and this goes wrong and this goes wrong. So instead of having that moment of catastrophizing, of thinking of all the worst possible things that are going to happen when I have an obstacle, just literally saying like, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? How am I going to find a solution? How am I going to adapt? How am I going to make this a growing opportunity? Um, And that's one thing that I was listening to, what she said, was that um, 
nothing is a problem unless we decide to believe that it is. Ah. That everything really is a growing experience and a chance to learn a lesson. So even if we're experiencing something and we're like, oh, what is this even teaching me? Like, this is just shitty. Like, this sucks. I'm. Th- how am I supposed to grow from this? We might not see the lesson right away, but just having that faith and knowing that everything is a chance to grow and like focusing on that to really just like get through and have that faith to get through that experience and then be able to reflect and say, okay, what did I learn from this? Um, so that's really how I go about seeking to deal obstacles that I do have more control over versus I feel like obstacles that I, that might be something more out of my control it's still kind of the same thing. It's still like, okay, well, what am I going to (laughs) do? How am I going to grow through this? But like you said, it's recognizing that maybe it looks a little bit different. Maybe it's not just changing the way I think about it. Maybe it's crying. Maybe it's or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I actually like that you went back to, it's kind of the same thing because that's actually where I was going to go with that and not to necessarily say that it's, the same because like you said it's a different process um but when we talked earlier we were talking about it all starts with the awareness the awareness of hey i'm in this situation the awareness of hey i'm overcoming this obstacle right now or i'm i'm feeling this right now and i need to get past it how am i going to do it and i think it all starts there and i think we agree on that very strongly like can we become more aware of our emotions and learn how to move past them and i think one of the toughest things, at least for me personally to do is sometimes talking through them. Um, I don't necessarily love to talk through my problems, but I feel like I had this conversation with Ruby the other day where we were talking about, I could, we were just talking back and forth and I was just like, what's going on? Like what, like I could feel your energies off. Like we're sitting next to each other. What's going on. And something that she said that stuck out to me, that's something that I would say is, I don't even want to talk about it. Talking about it's not going to make anything better. Mm. I feel like as soon as you do talk about something, yes, obviously we don't want to dwell on the negative and we don't want to sit here and continuously talk about the negative. But I feel like once it's released, once you let it out, once you can let it out of your system and really come to the awareness of, okay, yes, I'm feeling this because I feel like now you're aware now you can change the situation and now you can look at it like hey what is this teaching me and something that I had written down which is very similar to what you had written down was where did I write it you were talking about a learning process like this is going to be a learning process I literally wrote down life is always happening for you like literally thinking like I feel like I've been at a place where I thought, okay, I just, I don't, I don't even want this to be happening. I want everything to go back to normal. I just want this to be over. And something that I was listening to earlier said, I just want to go back to normal. Sometimes we think, okay, why is this happening to me? But the quality of your life is the quality of your questions. And I had never heard that be said before. But instead of saying, why is this happening for me? can you think, or why is this happening to me? Can you think, why is this happening for me? And exactly what you said, what from this? And I think that's a huge step. And I think that that does come with being aware of how you react to things. But when we start asking the right questions, um, and actually I think somebody on the team, I think it was Maya that was telling me, you know, some of the questions that she likes to ask herself is why am I such an amazing leader? Instead of thinking, differently like those are the things that she likes to ask herself and I was just like yes like it changes your perspective on everything and now you're like why am I an amazing leader what are some qualities that I can bring to the table to be a more amazing leader um and it changes your problem to a solution yeah wow um I love that I I have like some notes on similar things about you know your perception of the obstacles, Mm. what creates it to be a big obstacle or not, but being able to literally reframe that question to yourself 
is so powerful because that forces you to think and like a solution seeking mindset. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that affirmation too. Life is happening for you. Yes. Um, Ooh, I like that Katie said sometimes self say it helps realize what's inside you. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's, sometimes when we say like, oh, I just don't even want to talk about it. It's not, it's not going to help. Are we saying that because we're dealing with it in another way? Because we don't need to talk about it because we've actually let it go? Or are we just saying that because we're rejecting it and we want to repress it and just hold it in? And that's kind of like what Katie was saying. Sometimes we don't even realize until we do talk about it. Um, and one thing is that literally in one of my favorite podcasts, it's called Unfuck Your Brain. And I highly suggest it. She has like 10 minute episodes, some are like 40 minutes, but they're really relatable and easy to understand. So, side note, it's like my favorite podcast of all time. <laughs> um, but she, she was talking, um, saying that every moment literally has a 50, 50 chance of being a good or bad moment. And that it all mm. comes down to our perception and our brain determining if it's going to be good or bad. And that often we're so caught up in a fear of the moment being bad that we create that bad moment for ourselves instead of just embracing it. And that like we are here as humans having this human experience, which equally means the negatives as it does the good. And once we start to accept that, we will have some negatives. She had a podcast titled Literally Embrace the Suck. That things mm. will suck. If we're talking about trading, you know you will take a loss at some point. <laughs> no. Maybe a few. But just knowing that it's going to happen and having that acceptance to write it out and see, okay, well, what did I learn from that through that time? then allows you to have those good moments. Because if we reject the bad, then we're rejecting the good and we're like rejecting our whole, our whole experience as like a conscious human. Yes. And I, <laughs> okay, wait, you said something that I really wanted to respond to and I lost it because I was listening to, we're talking about embrace the suck, but. Before that. Ooh, I, yeah, what'd you say right before that? Um, if you're just not talking about it because you're dealing with it another way or if you're just suppressing it? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember exactly. I, I feel like it's going to come back, but I do have, um, I do have a question, um, about, okay, so is there a time where you can think back to something that was happening to you and you maybe felt, why is this happening to me? Or how can I be growing from this? this there's, there's no good possible reason that this could be happening to me right now. And then later on, look back and been like, wow, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here. And I am so grateful. Whew. Um, I do. I definitely do. But let me read Katie's comment real quick. Um, okay. That self-fulfilled prophecies prediction or expectation coming true simply because the person believes it will and the person's resulting oh no mm. oh no um katie i love that you wrote that because i feel like we often talk about the power of our words and our thoughts and how they how they change our lives and yes literally self-fulfilling prophecies or literally manifestation like what are you bringing into your own life which exactly. I exactly um and I have a little something more to say on that but I want to answer your question first um yes. we can come back to that if you want to bring up if you want to like stay on this topic you totally we can go back to the question okay it's okay. let's say let's save the question because that's going to be a story um because I instantly thought of something um but aligning with what Katie said, I was also reading about something called problem addiction, or it's not technically called this, but this person was referring to as problem addiction, or subconsciously sabotaging yourself. And it's pretty much where kind of like what Katie said, like, 
you identify with a problem so much that you will constantly create it in your life. So the example they gave was a relationship. And you might be someone who says like, oh, I always have bad relationships or I'm never gonna, you know, find one. And maybe you do have a few examples of that in the past, but then you're gonna approach every new relationship with that identifying factor that you never have a good relationship. And then not only is that going to make that relationship not good, but by making that relationship not good, it's going to keep giving yourself the evidence that that is true. So what mm. they were saying was that sometimes like we might even take steps to solve the problem. So if it's a relationship, like you might go on dates, you know, if you're looking for a relationship, you might take those steps and those actions to get what you think you want or to get to the solution. But on a subconscious level, you don't actually want to solve the problem. Because you convinced yourself that the reason why you're not successful or the reason why you're not happy is because this problem exists. So if you actually solve the problem, then what's, what's your excuse to yourself? Um, and I think that's so mm. interesting because that almost shows like the duality of manifestation. Like, are you manifesting a good relationship by always thinking about how the last ones weren't good? Or are you just going to be manifesting another bad one? Yes. And something that I wrote down that I really liked the way that it was worded was I was listening to also a podcast and he was talking about the pillars of his, like the pillars of his life that he's learned. And something that he said is nobody is coming to save you. And when he said that, he was like, does that sound morbid to you? Or what do you feel? when you hear that and genuinely like what do you what do you feel when you hear that um and if you guys have answers answer in the comments as well i'd love to see if you guys think that's morbid or positive at all like my initial reaction was i don't know morbid i guess like just a little sad and like oh why not but, <laughs> but Katie said that statement has transformed my life. But as he was talking about that, he was saying, if we can take responsibility for everything that is happening for us and to us, all of that, if you can take absolute responsibility of your life and realize that nobody is coming to save you, but we're in so much control. And sometimes he was talking about, we grow up in this world where we're always taken care of. So we're growing up, our parents are taking care of us. We get everything that, that we need for, in, you know, generalizing. And, you know, for most of us, we have parents, we have the things that we need. We get to school. If you're not ready for the next grade, you, you know, they tell you what you're ready for, what you're not ready for. And then we get thrown into the real world. Mm. And then it's almost like we're in the real world and we're expecting somebody to come save us. Or we're expecting somebody to come tell us, hey, you're ready for this now. Or, hey, you're not ready for this yet. Um, but with that, like, are you taking the control? Because sometimes we're waiting for somebody to tell us, hey, you're ready. But if you're giving somebody else the key for that, or somebody else the key to tell you, hey, yes, you're ready, or giving somebody the control of that, or waiting for somebody to come save you, you're now giving your power to somebody else mm. instead of taking your power and truly harnessing your power to get through that obstacle, which I thought was so powerful. And now you can start looking at, instead of thinking nobody's coming to save you, now you can look at, nobody's coming to save me, but I'm going to save my damn self. <laughs> and I'm going to sit here and work through what I got to work through. And something that Zakar had told me, we were on a call and he said before we were talking about leadership and he was like, before you can lead a ship, you have to ownership, take ownership for everything that's going on around you. And that was such a big breakthrough for me because yes, I know that yes, we have to take ownership as a leader or, you know, if, if you're in a leadership role or even in anything in your life, but before you can lead a ship. You have to take ownership. Like that was just like, psh, like that was a big breakthrough for me. 
Because how many times are we like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, we look at it and we're like, well, that's not, not that it's not really our fault. But even the things that may not necessarily be your fault. Hey, how's this happening for me? Let's take it and respond correctly versus just react. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say, this was coming circle to like one of the first things you said about responding and not just reacting and really shifting that center of our control from external to inward. Um, wow. Yeah, I think that... Um, when we're in a place where we're often, you know, blaming external things or looking for external excuses or the external thing to come save us, that's what gets us stuck in a kind of like a negative downward spiral where then it's like, oh, what is my life? Like, you know, nothing works out for me or anything versus truly being resilient, which is what we decided to title this. And that is like having the ability to fail forward, which is actually something mm. I learned from you, Steph, that phrase. And I love it because it's so true. It doesn't mean you're not going to fail, but you're still moving forward. Um, and the, defi- the, the textbook definition of resilience is the ability to recover or return to original. But I don't like to think of it in that way because I don't like yeah, me either. Turning to original, we're we're just growing. But I do align with the definition that it is the ability to be knocked down and come back even stronger. So yes. I really see resilience as not only maybe you get knocked down and you come back, but you come back even better. So we don't come back the same; we come back even better. Yes, yes, I love that and. I don't even, I, I know Fail Forward's also a book, but I think I might have first heard it from C. John, actually. And when we really think about that, like, hey, if you're not failing every once in a while, then you're probably not moving forward. And that's, first of all, a big thing. Like, if you're too scared to fail, then are you going to ever win? And mm. listening to different things and, like, talking about overcoming obstacles, I feel like I can think of so many obstacles that have made me better. So like, as you talk about coming back stronger, how does, how do certain things make you better? But also something that I wrote down is success is a crappy teacher. And I had never looked at it that way, but if you are always successful, then what are you learning? If everything's just working out, then how are you becoming better? And literally like if, Imagine the success that you wanted. You just absolutely got it. How would you fail once you had the success? Kind of like when somebody wins like the lottery and all of a sudden they're a millionaire, but they blow through it because they didn't have the right knowledge to be that millionaire. So I thought that was a very interesting take on that. And as you're talking about growing and being better, like coming back better, I feel like that is the importance of failing. And as much as we all hate to fail, can we learn to love our failures and take a step forward, use it as a stepping stone and aim, strive again, (laughs) aim again. I don't know. (laughs) Strive again, do it again. (laughs) Exactly. Do your best. Exactly. And that just does come down to, um, the awareness of knowing that this will happen and also practicing that type of mindset with the smaller obstacles. That way, if you do have Mm. something that really is like very life-changing happen, you're more ready to kind of go through that. Um, One thing I read, which I feel like they just worded it so perfectly. So I just want to read the quote. They said, the passageway to your dreams is largely inconvenient deeply uncomfortable and painstakingly Mm. difficult. However, through it all, we can find that each apparent defeat is tempered with a chance for success. When we lose, we can choose to win. We can win the lesson of the struggle and channel our frustrations into an even greater drive toward our aims. Wow. Right? (laughs) Like, wow. (laughs) Having that mindset that like, yeah, this, this is going to be hard, but 
it's going to be such a growing experience. Like every difficulty is actually just going to force my growth even more. It almost makes me want to like experience the difficulty. Yes. Not, not to <laughs> not, sound like I that. Mean, I don't mean to like yeah. be sounding privileged or anything, but I just like. Not a difficulty, but like, I feel like an obstacle, an obstacle an where obstacle, you kind of have yeah. to use your brain to be like, okay, how is this happening for me? Now, what do I do next? And that's okay. I feel like it's okay to want to experience those obstacles because you learn so much from them. And as much as they suck in the moment, embrace the suck, like you said earlier. And something that has been lingering in my mind for so long because it's come up time and time and time again. Like in the past three days, it's come up over and over again. And we talk about, okay, what are we learning from this? But what if you don't learn from it? What happens next? And something um, that I heard was, okay, so God's way or the universe's way or whatever, whatever you believe in, we'll use for this sake, we'll use the universe. Um, but so the universe's way of sitting here and wanting to teach you a lesson is first, the universe will throw a rock at you or a pebble at you. If you don't listen, then you'll get a rock thrown at you. If you still don't listen, then you're going to get a boulder thrown at you. But can you learn it? Can you move past it so that you don't have to relearn the lesson? So that you don't have to do that all over again? Are you growing through the issue or are you never learning the lesson? And I feel like that's something that I've been through myself is not necessarily learning the lesson and going through the same obstacle more than once and then here I am and I literally remember telling Ruby like can we just learn the lesson and move past it learn the lesson and move past it because once the lesson is learned now we can grow and step out of that but you can either fail and sit in your failure or fail forward and I feel like once you learn that once you can learn your lesson now it's something that hey let's say the obstacle does come up again but now you know how to get past it Mm. Um, and, uh, an analogy that they used was you can go to the, you can go say, Hey, universe, God, higher power. This is what I want. This is, this is what I want. And then your these things are happening in your life because I, I believe strongly and wholeheartedly that the universe is always conspiring in my favor. So once you want something, once you ask for it, it's already happening. So now there's obstacles that are coming into your life because you have to grow into somebody else. Okay, this is who you have to become now. This is what you have to be now. And if why are we running from that? And the way that it was worded was, that's like going to the gym and getting a personal trainer and saying, hey, I want to be in the best shape of my life. And the trainer comes at you and says, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and do this extensive, hard, not hard, but like this extensive, what's going to feel hard at first workout. And you say, no, why are you running from that? If it's going to shape you into exactly what you want to become. Same concept. Mm. Wow. I thought that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> so much of it just comes back to that awareness of, you know, recognizing if it's something we truly want. And if it is letting mm. go of that fear and letting go of those subconscious limitations we put. Um, wow. <laughs> I feel like I had something to say. And then. <laughs> no, you're good. Like, that was me earlier. <laughs> Um, but that's why I love this too. And I know we always say this, but it does just cause so much like reflection with myself. Um, reflection oh, and also um, yeah, thoughts on gonna... things I would have never thought about. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, and like, especially this one, it's making me even think about sometimes that I might've experienced something that I didn't realize was like a lesson. And I think what you said mm. was so debatable because I know everyone has a story about a lesson they experienced three, four, ten times, and they're like, wow, 
how come I just don't learn this already? Um, but on one hand, at least we're being aware that we keep learning it. <laughs> now we just need to figure out why we still keep experiencing the same lesson. But I think it does become so powerful when we seek every moment to be a growing experience and to be a lesson. That way we mm. can learn the lesson when it's just a pebble, like you said, and not a huge boulder. Because if we're ready for all of that growth and for every moment to and every obstacle we get excited about instead of scared, then it becomes a lot easier and we become a lot power, more powerful to actually navigate through that. Um, yes. One thing that uh, I was reading was about questions to ask yourself um, to kind of reflect on the way that you deal with obstacles or you navigate obstacles. And the main question that stuck out to me was, do you attribute personal or professional setbacks slowly, sorry, solely to your own inadequacy? Or are you able to identify factors that are specific and temporary? And I mm. feel like that question was so powerful because for me personally, I am someone who very easily can go on a negative self whole spiral. Something can happen and my conscious mind can know that I did the best I could and it just is what it is. And still internally, I will be feeling very negative about myself. So having, having that question to do you attribute those setbacks just to your own inadequacy? But then also going beyond that, are you able to identify the factors that are specific and temporary that cause the setback? And I feel mm. like that is so amazing how they already called it temporary. That's honestly the thing that stuck out to me the most because sometimes when we are right in the middle of an obstacle or a challenge, it feels like a snowball effect and it feels like this is fully like what our life is. We don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. And just being able to recognize that that is temporary and to pinpoint the specific things we could change or we do have control over can really help us move through that. Um, and honestly, I wrote that question down in a few spots because I was like, wow, that's definitely something that might be able to help me when I'm going through something and I'm not able to see the lesson right away. Because I feel mm. like that those are some of the hardest, you know, versus something where you're like, oh, OK, I know, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's with training. I know I should yeah. stop loss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. You <laughs> know that I'm going to keep experiencing. I'm going to keep knowing this. Versus something that might be a little bit more deep or abstract. You don't understand what you're even supposed to be learning. So it's hard to have that faith to like push through. But having those questions yes. to reflect and to see, okay, like, well, what really can I do? Um, it's just something that I wrote down to help myself. <laughs> so I hope Honestly, I'm so happy that you said that. And I did not get a chance to write that whole question down. But I am going to write it down after this, either on the recording or have you send it to me or whatever, because I feel like I'm also a person that does, instead of looking at, yes, I feel like I can be very aware of some of the things that I can change, but sometimes I look at the things I can change within myself. And when you were talking about your own inadequacy, like, I feel like those are things that I look at versus looking at the things that I can change around me. And like, even when it just comes to, it doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm, I'm thinking of the right words. It doesn't necessarily have to be things that you can change. Like, I'm looking for the right words, but like, even when it comes down to like environment or what are you listening to or little things like that, because there's been plenty of times where I've just been feeling, you know, when we talk about embracing the funk or embracing the suck is what you had said before um I feel like sometimes I'm like yeah okay cool like I feel this I'm gonna I'm gonna let myself process and move forward but am I embracing it in a way where I'm how I was talking about earlier looking for the solution or looking for the lesson or looking for the little things that are temporary versus looking for what happened inside me if that makes sense. I don't know. Um, but thank you for sharing that because I feel like that is definitely a different perspective on how to look at that. Yeah, 
that definitely does make sense. Um, yeah, wow. That being said, I want to flip your question back to you a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> I'll it too. But a little different than what you had asked me, but do you have an example or a story about an obstacle that you experienced that you weren't able to see the lesson while you were experiencing it, but after some time you went through it, whatever, you realized it was like a huge growing moment. Yes. Um, and I feel like, I feel like I probably have a gazillion. Um, but the, <laughs> the first one that really comes to mind and not to make it like, I don't know, like there's so many obstacles. And the first one that comes to mind when I think about that is a relationship um, situation. And Ruby and I have been together for six years now. And so there's been, we've definitely had our ups and downs. Um, but we were talking about, hey, can you learn the lesson and get past it? And that, that was more talking about other things outside of the relationship. But the example that I used was, hey, we've been in a situation where we've gone our separate ways before. And in that process, it sucked. It sucked a lot. And I'm, I couldn't think of whatever reason that could be happening for. And like, maybe at the time I was just like, oh, whatever, like it is what it is. And maybe her the same, I don't know. But coming back to now, I think about if we would have never gone our separate ways then, what lessons would we still have to learn now? And I feel like we're so much stronger because of it. And we've, because we've learned the lesson and genuinely taken the time to evaluate what happened and how we can get past it, I feel like it's made us so much stronger and it's also built the trust. It's also built a level of connection that I feel like we wouldn't have had otherwise. So I feel like, and obviously this doesn't have to happen for you to have, like, have a strong connection with somebody. But I feel like if we wouldn't have had those times where we were like, we need, to, we need to take a step back or we need to take our separate ways, would we be as strong? And I feel like that goes for a lot. I could probably have a gazillion different stories about this. But, you know, looking at, okay, we learned the lesson, so we were able to move past it. And if we hadn't learned the lesson or if we hadn't broken up at that time, would we be going through that now or would we have ever gotten married or would we be where we're at now to be able to say hey we've gone through things in the past okay cool whatever we're going through now we know that we're strong enough to get past right um, right having that and that's where I think like resilience like that's where I feel like I really um align with the, the definition of resilience of like those little experiences of those lessons that you just come back stronger and stronger each time. So now mm. it's a bigger thing because you've built all this strength, like you're ready. Um, I don't know, going back to working out, like you're not just going to walk into the gym and squat 300 pounds. Yes. You're going to slowly build up to it. So then you can do that. And I feel like going through different growing moments in that same way can definitely help. Um, but while you and Ruby were taking some time separate, did you, uh, if you're able to remember in those moments, did you feel like it would have such a positive effect that it did for your relationship? Or did it just feel more so like... No, no I, re <laughs> I feel like in that time, like I genuinely like, and I think for both of us, I think we genuinely were just like, okay, this is, this is move on, move forward. What can we do? I, at least for me, like, hey, what can I do? to make my own life better. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times, like, we're thinking about me <laughs> um, versus the we. And I feel like that's in other situations as well. Um, like, not even just relationship, relationships, like friendships or partnerships or anything along those lines. Um, but I definitely was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely a person that's like, all right, I'm going to do my best to move on. I, I am a person that has, I feel like through personal growth has learned how to handle 
obstacles a lot better because I feel like in the past I was definitely the person to just put things in the back burner and not talk about them, which is why I talked about that earlier on. Like when you talk about it, you can release it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely did not see any positive in it. I was just like, okay, this is it. I, to be honest, I don't know if I even thought we were going to be friends after that, but to see what we've become now, not just, not just partners in life, but also partners in business and also like being like being on together, having kids in our lives, like all these things, traveling together to be able to see the strength that we have now, um, has really shown me like, Hey, the way you deal, like if you can get through certain obstacles and just genuinely learn the lesson, like we've been talking about this whole life. Um, I feel like that is a time where I can really look back and be like, okay, yes, we really had to learn that lesson because we learned it a few times and now we're able to reflect on that every single time and just talk through those things. Right. And that's amazing because y'all are a power couple. <laughs> and if Thanks. anyone's listening who do not know Steph and Ruby, go check them out on YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to plug your YouTube right now. On YouTube, wow. Thank you. YouTube and it's amazing. Go check them out. <laughs> Wow, thank you. That was perfect. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but I completely forgot what I was going to say because I was hyping the YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, what about me... you? What is what is your obstacle that you can look oh, back yeah, and be that's like? What was, that's what I was going to say real quick. Just that, like you said, like it's looking back, while like that moment of that obstacle of you guys taking that time apart might have felt like the end of the world, if not like the end of your relationship. Now coming back together and coming so strong, you see that um, like you're able to see that, like that growth. And now I feel like what you said, you'll have that underlying faith for anything else that comes up in your relationship. Mm. You will know that you got through that. And that's the same thing with other obstacles in your life. Once you have that, belief in yourself instead of belief in the fear so you know that Ooh. you can get through it. Mm. Yes. Um, and it's so much better to experiencing it in that little way like you said versus you know having a way longer relationship and all that and then it happening at a different point in life where maybe it would have a more detrimental effect really on your relationship um and that's Honestly, the same way I feel about trading. <laughs> yes. It's not the example I was going to give, and I might still give my other example, but anytime I not necessarily just take a loss when trading, because that happens with the market, anything, even if I did everything right on my side. But if I myself make a mistake, for example, maybe not putting a stop loss, um, <laughs> all I say is, wow. Well, at least I did that right now before this account has millions of dollars in it. I'd rather learn mm. this lesson right now because then when I am trading with millions of dollars, I will never make this mistake. Knock on yes. wood and hold me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> because- yes, absolutely. And I think that goes back to what are you ready for? Like, are you prepared for that? Learning that lesson so that you can be prepared for that million dollar account, so that you can be prepared for that six figure account. Because if you're not prepared for it, and going back to you know, when we were talking about if somebody just wins the lottery, <laughs> how well are you going to be able to maintain that? Um, and actually, when we talk about trading, I feel like there was definitely a time where I had made a lot of money trading. And because I was not prepared, because I did not have the financial literacy that I needed to be able to maintain the wealth, I did not, I I made a lot of dumb mistakes. However, I am so grateful to have learned that in my first year of trading (laughs) versus like you said, learning that down the line when you have a million dollar account or a six figure account or a seven figure account. (laughs) yes exactly and that that can only happen when we accept the human experience we we accept that Mm. sometimes things will be shitty for lack of better words like (laughs) um, but just having that deeper faith and that deeper mindset to view it as a growing chance 
Um, we are coming up on like 50 minutes or so. Do you have any last? <laughs> I know I saw it. Um, I have so many thoughts and I think we, I think we say this after so many of our talks. Um, I definitely love to do a part two on some of the things that we talked about on this live. Um, but just final, final thoughts or final words to think about is just, I feel like when we think about obstacles and we think about problems that come into our lives, obviously with the, you know, objective of the two different buckets we talked about, whether you can control it or not control it is realizing that no problem is too big. And often once the problem comes, the solution is already there, but are you seeking the solution or are you just sitting in the suck? Yes. Embrace the suck, but also seek the way out of the suck. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. The mic. <laughs> I feel like those perfect... are def- <laughs> Yeah. I love what you said to embrace the suck, but also seek your way out. And I feel like that's what it all boils down to. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, I feel like I have so much more to say, but as usual, I'm so grateful that you do these calls with me every single week. And I hope that everybody who's on here, thank you for anybody who stuck around the whole time. Um, but I'm just really grateful to have these lives and to have more and more people hopping on each week. Appreciate everybody and you, Stacey. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Steph. Um, <laughs> as always, but yeah, this, this topic was, I need to stop saying this because I say it every week, but I, <laughs> Me too. specifically, <laughs> specifically with this is something that I've actually learned a lot from you just the last few months. So I was super excited to talk about it with you and thank mm. you. Yes. To everyone who tuned in and everyone's interaction and you Katie for sticking through the whole thing. And a Seriously. lot of was really amazing um i really appreciate you always tuning in and everyone if you're watching this recording thank you for watching the whole thing <laughs> or listening. um and yeah we'll see you next week see you next week <laughs> bye bye